Star Wars 7x7, episode 388. Today, how to deal with your incredibly unrealistic expectations about the awesomeness of Star Wars The Force Awakens. Punch it, Chewie. It's rebel-rousing fun for everyday Jedi. Seven minutes a day, seven days a week. Join Alan Voivod for today's Star Wars 7x7 podcast. Destiny Unleashed. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host Alan Voivod, and I've been given the idea of expectations a lot of thought over the past year since I've started the podcast. And I guess you could say, well, you certainly could say that there are many varieties of Star Wars fans out there. And to make things utterly simplistic, why don't we talk about two particular categories of fans. The fans who grew up with the original trilogy and the fans who grew up with the prequel trilogy. Now, of course, you've got the original trilogy fans who weren't necessarily fans of the prequel trilogy, or at least think less of them than they do the OT. And so if you ask them what their favorite Star Wars movies are, the original trilogy films will be on the top of the list, and the prequel trilogy's ones will be on the bottom of that list. And then on the other hand, you have the people who grew up on the prequel trilogy who are ardent fans of that particular trilogy, and... They are now in the same position that we were, we meaning the folks who grew up on the OT, uh, just about to get the prequel trilogy. Now these prequel trilogy people are about to get their own new trilogy with the Force Awakens trilogy, and they're kind of in the same place where they saw a fantastic trilogy that they enjoyed, and they're going to have increased expectations for awesomeness for The Force Awakens. The OT fans, uh, we've been, (laughs) I guess you could say, burned to some degree, because some of us are pretty okay with the prequel trilogies overall, even if they don't live up to the originals, and others of us, not myself included, but there's certainly a prevalent force out there of folks who wish the (laughs) prequel trilogy films never even existed, but that's a story for another day. So on the one hand, you've got people who absolutely have ridiculously high expectations that are probably going to come crashing to earth to some degree. You've got another set of folks who've been burned before and are not necessarily willing to let their expectations and excitement run higgledy-piggledy across the Star Wars landscape. And then on the other side of the equation, you've got Lucasfilm, which has been stripped stupendously, stupendously, crazily effective at stoking the fires of excitement with the campaign that they have engaged with leading up to The Force Awakens. From the releases of the teaser trailers to this whole Force Friday thing that's happening and the rebooting of the entire canon and giving us new ideas of what was happening with Luke and Han and Leia between Star Wars and between The Empire Strikes Back. Of course, not yet between Empire and Jedi. And we're getting just the barest teases of stuff that's in the post-Return of the Jedi world. But all leading up to this event on September 4th, Force Friday, that is going to see 20 different books released. 20 books! You know, I was worried about overkill (laughs) and things happening with the release of new Star Wars stuff. But, I mean... Now I think my fears are going to be realized on September 4th, and that is just barely a month away, like a month and a week away. It's kind of ridiculous how fast it's coming up on us. And all the new toys and licensed merchandise and all of that stuff that's going to be coming out. So how in the world are people going to be able to temper their expectations and temper their excitement 
and actually be able to receive the Force Awakens with, for lack of a better way of putting it, a beginner's mind, for being able to accept it on its own terms without all the baggage that we all carry (laughs) along with us in relation to the Star Wars universe. So I can tell you what I think about it, and I would love to hear what you think about it too and how you may be managing your expectations by uh, you chiming into the blog post for the show's episode at SW7X7.com. But I'm finding that the act of doing this podcast is helping me temper my expectations for The Force Awakens because I've spent so much time looking at it. I don't want to say I'm sick of it by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not. But I think the sheer immersion in it has got me to the point where my expectations are more tempered and more calm. Like, I'm just as excited as the next person about seeing the trailer. I mean... Heck, I was one of the people that was tearing up in Star Wars Celebration, and there were grown men and women crying outright all around me in that big audience hall. It was amazing to be a part of that. But I think with the total immersion in all of the stuff that's going on with Star Wars right now, you know how when you put on your underwear in the morning, assuming you actually wear underwear, that... You walk around for the first little while and you can feel the waistband of it, like you actually feel it against your skin, but eventually, during the course of the day, the nerve endings in your skin just get so used to the pressure on it that they just stop responding, and so you couldn't sit there and necessarily tell whether you had underwear on just by feeling it on your skin, like your skin has become immune to the pressure of your underwear on its skin. And I almost feel like it's that way with Star Wars for me as well. I'm starting to get a little immune to it. And there's a part of me that's also not really happy about that either. There's a part of me that desperately, desperately wants to recapture the feeling that I had seeing the movies originally. You know, I was just thinking about the moment that still catches my breath in the Star Wars movies. It's in Return of the Jedi. It's that moment when R2-D2 launches the lightsaber out to Luke on the skiff, and that's the moment when you realize that it's all been one big plan to get to this moment and the tables are about to turn. When I saw that for the first time, I was young. I didn't get all the signs. I wasn't clued in. And so I had that moment of, <gasps> they're going to they're gonna get out of this, like that incredible visceral reaction. And what I wouldn't give to have that kind of visceral reaction again with The Force Awakens, that would be the ultimate joy that that movie could deliver to me or to anyone else, I would say. And that's why, ultimately, I don't want to temper my expectations, because if I did, then I don't think I'd be able to feel something like that the same way. Okay, time for trivia before we go. Dangerous and disturbing this puzzle is. Last time we asked you who Luke insisted he had to confront, and that was Darth Vader. Today's question, who fired five, count them five, bolts at an Imperial Biker Scout on Endor with his vessel's blaster cannon? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you fire at will, Commander, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'd be spectacularly grateful if you put a little something in the tip jar at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not just fully armed and operational, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, and all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2015 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it!